Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It made national headlines when it was announced that Ric Flair would be returning to the ring for one last match. And the story that unfolds leading up to that match will be told every Monday this month at 6.05 Eastern. We invite you to come along and witness the Nature Boy's path back to the ring for his last match. The behind-the-scenes discussions, the workouts, the promotion, the ups and downs, the blood, sweat, and tears, which will all culminate on Sunday, July 31st at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium when Ric Flair will step through those ropes and enter a JCP ring for one last match. Mondays, 605 Eastern, RicFlair'sLastMatch.com. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Save with Conrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, save with Conrad.com. Jim Crockett Promotions presents Ric Flair's Last Match, July 31st at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. StarCast Weekend in Nashville, bringing wrestling companies together for one of the most unique cards ever assembled. Main evented by Ric Flair's Last Match. Tickets are on sale right now at rickflairslastmatch.com. And you can catch the show live streaming on pay-per-view and fight TV for only $34.99. Ric Flair's Last Match. Walk in that aisle one more time for the last time. StarCast is presented in part by ProWrestlingTees.com. T-shirts designed and sold by over 2,500 pro wrestlers. By Lenny Bakken, certified financial planner. And by Powerbomb Pizza, pizza crafted and sold by pro wrestlers. Powerbomb Pizza, powered by Kitsch Data. Broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hello and welcome to ARN. This is Paul Bromwell. And today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spinebuster, the stopper of the best tag team of the television era, and a man who was the model the Rome, Georgia fashion plate, if you will, long before Rick Martell with his signature beret, button, and arrogance. He's the enforcer. He's double-A, Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you today? I'm digging that shirt, my man. Very nice. Uh, if for those that are audio only, I am wearing the Four Horsemen logo t-shirt, which you can find uh, everywhere. But Arn, this is it, man. This is the logo you own uh, the four horsemen and, and these ter- t-shirts are now available to all our listeners featured prominently. I hope in the horseman, uh, store, right? 
That's correct. Box of Gimmicks. Box of Gimmicks. I think adfreecares.com is another site. You can check it out as well. And uh, also, I know these are selling like hotcakes. You can find this for the merch for Ric Flair's last match. We'll get into that here in a minute. But again, multiple colors. I'm wearing the gray one, but you can pick your color of T-shirt that you want this logo on. Uh, but man, nothing like rocking that classic Four Horsemen logo, my friend. It's like having an original Led Zeppelin T-shirt, man. Grown-ass man, look at that and go, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's right, buddy. When they see me, they just flick up the four fingers, man. There you go. So, so listen, I mentioned it, but before we get rolling this week, we're officially two weeks away from StarCast 5. We will be at what they've coined now, Arn. I don't know if you've heard this. They're calling it the Nashville Flare Grounds. Uh, it's July <laughs> 29th through the 31st. And, and listen, they're partnering with Fight TV you got New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to have a show. Black Label Pro Wrestling. You got GCW. Uh, you got the Four Horsemen. I mean, need I say more? David Crockett, Tony Schiavone, so many others. This StarCast promises to be the event of the summer and the biggest one to date. And our boss, who, by the way, is the third most powerful man in all of wrestling, he isn't done. I keep seeing matches being added to Ric Flair's last match. Arn, you're a part of so many historic moments in Jim Crockett promotions. What a throwback these three days of StarCast promised to be. Well, yeah, and if you weren't around for the Crockett days and you're not familiar with them, you've got a ton of current talent. Once again, Conrad has over-delivered, as he always does. It's going to be, a, a, I would say, second to WrestleMania, it's probably one of the biggest events yeah. that, that that they'll be this year. You know, certainly in the top three. You, you know, you put uh, Starcast in there with WrestleMania week, and then you got what WrestleCade. Yeah, you got WrestleCade's is, a big one. WrestleCon, I know that's built around WrestleMania weekend, as you mentioned. Huge. But dude, this is big time. I don't think we've ever seen it before where not only are you getting the meet and greets, but these stage shows, which has always been kind of a staple of a Conrad Starcast. So you're getting Brian Danielson, you're getting, uh, you know, Claudio is going to be there, Paige is going to be there. But now he's bringing in other companies for to, to do their own wrestling shows, like New Japan and others, all packed in to this one massive event, man. This is crazy. Well, it is awesome. And, uh, I can't wait. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. I can't wait to see you, man, because I'm going to be there helping out, so we'll be able to see each other, so I'm looking forward to that. But I know what our fans, the listeners of this show, are looking forward to. Not only do they get to see you, but they get to see Barry and Tully and Lex, Rick, JJ, all of you together for a live stage show, plus that photo opportunity, the meet and greet, all in front of that Jim Crockett promotion studio so that I mean, come on, man. It don't get much better than getting your picture with all of you in front of that set, my friend. Well, it, it will never be that group. No. Together. It's been the only time that we've ever all been together, this group yeah. of guys. Yeah. And, you know, with, with scheduling being what it is, it, it may be the last time you ever see that group. Probably will be. So, man, we look forward to everybody being there and, and just uh, having a hell of a time. Arm, before we get going, one final note. I've decided that our friend Amy Vaughn is now the first lady of the Arn Anderson fan club, and we will address her as such, by the way, going forward. She's such a Mets fan. She's going to be there, because, and she's such a fan of the Four Horsemen uh, commemorative set that our friends at NWA Gold with you, Tully, Barry, Rick, and she has every intention, or so she says, of not feigning in line when you guys uh, sign up for her in Nashville. So that's something else I'm looking forward to seeing take place. It's going to be a great time, buddy. Can't wait. That's the perfect example, Amy, why I love doing this podcast, why I love doing signings. It's on a different personal level it is. Than, than just having a card and, and having a wrestling event. It's There's so many more opportunities to just say thank you to all our fans and, you know, just really have a personal moment with everybody. And that that's what it's all about, really. It is. It's all about that connection. So listen, now it's time to talk about what we're here and what our listeners want to listen to. And that's you talk about April 1989. 
An exciting, albeit very interesting month in the life of the Enforcer. One filled with travel, you got new opponents, tons of TV, and of course your first and only WrestleMania match, Arn, as a talent. Are you ready to jump into April 1989? You know I am. All right, let's do it. Well, buddy, we start off the month hot. And I'm talking hot like just uh, like like we are now, the middle of J- July. But here we are. It's April. It's April 2nd. It's WrestleMania 5. This event takes place at Trump Plaza. It's an afternoon matinee, 18,946 fans, of which 17,500 paid. They packed the plaza for one of the most anticipated events of the year. After this long uh, buildup, the mega powers exploded with Hogan taking the title from Savage in the main event of the evening. Savage wrestled with a staph infection in his elbow of all places and battled dehydration for the entire weekend. Even so, the match still went 18 minutes, and at the end of the main event, it was Hogan with the winged eagle and the pose down. And uh, I got to talk to you about this, Arn. Randy had a number of amazing WrestleMania matches. You had Steamboat at at, uh, WrestleMania 3. You had the tournament for the title at 4. You have this match at 5. The next year, he's working with the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. You have him at 7, the match with the Ultimate Warrior. And, of course, he takes the title from Nature Boy Ric Flair at 8. Before Shawn Michaels was Mr. WrestleMania, Randy freaking Savage was positioned for a show-stealing performance in every mania he was booked. In your opinion, my friend, as an entering performer, because he is arguably the all-around best on the roster during your tenure there, what did you think of Macho Man in comparison to other talent you had seen with Jim Crockett and other territories? Well, he's definitely a perfectionist. You know, I've never seen anybody as focused or driven concentrating on business when he was at work. And uh, Randy was one of those guys that understood early on the most important thing was to get the match over. Other than, you know, we always say, or I do anyway, somebody got to get over in every match. Well, Randy's goal was to get the match over, no matter who the opponent was. And, uh, you know, everything from his costuming to his the way he carried himself backstage, the way he carried him when that camera was on, everything he was always on. If he was anywhere around the business end of uh, what we're doing, Randy was 100% business. And, you know, he was an excellent worker. He could cater to anybody, any style. He knew his business, and uh, he knew the business. And uh, he was a real pro. And you talked about getting over, always being on. And when I think about that, for me and my performance, I'm never going to be able to do that in the wrestling ring, but I can do it in one area of life, and that's in the bedroom, Arn Anderson. You know what I'm talking about? You know where I'm headed. I blush every time you start this. In a good way. Listen, men, if you want to play the part of Mr. WrestleMania, steal the show and perform in a five-star match, seven if it's in the Tokyo Dome, you don't need a six foot seven inch jacked, tanned, oiled, and balding tag team partner with lust in his eyes. No, sir. You just need to make the hot tag to Blue Chew. And BlueChew.com is giving guys confidence all over the world. Isn't that right, Mr. Arn Anderson? We always talk about guys that are a little bit older at this point in the show when we're when we're putting over a blue chew accordingly. We should. I mean, the older guys, it's a It's a lifesaver, but let me just give you a little food for thought. Say you're 30, 35, and you're still a beast. You're still, can I say this, horny all the time? (laughs) Now, you go ahead and add a blue chew into that. You, You are fixing to become a mammoth star, not only at home, Probably in the neighborhood, certainly with all the ladies, when they have their night out, somebody's going to have to say, hey, I don't, (laughs) ladies, let me pass out these blue chews. You will be glad I did. There you go. That's what it can do for you. Even if you're in your 30s and 35, you don't need to be just an animal. You can become a beast, as Arn said. And I'm telling you, Blue Chew, it's an online prescription. There's no weird visits to the doctor's office to have to look eye to eye with that doctor and say, I need help. And the doctor looks at you and says, help with what? 
And then you got to start talking that next line, that next sentence, and you feel your cheeks start to blush and your eyes look down because you don't want to make eye contact. No, there's no awkward conversations. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your freaking door in a discreet package. You just go to bluechew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers, all done online. And once you're approved, that magic, beautiful blue pill will arrive at your door within days. And it's all done online. And if you don't want to swallow pills, buddy, there's no problem. They make them in chewable form, too. You can pop them right in right after you take your Flintstone vitamins, and they'll do the job. There's all kinds of reasons guys can't perform. We get it on our own heads. Sometimes it's age, as Arn mentioned, medical conditions. It could be stress and anxiety. Maybe we're just you know, running that course. We're running our, our women ragged, and they're still begging for more. And we're like, where are we going to find it? Where are we going to get that energy? You tap into Blue Chew. That's what it's there for. They have chewables that you can find there, and it'll help you perform at your very best. So try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN. There's three magic letters at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code ARN, to receive your first month free. I'm not making it up. Go to BlueChew.com for more details. Remember, the promo code is ARN, and you can find out all the safety info there. It's a involuntary gung ho. <laughs> ho! Not a Hogan ho, a gung ho. And not a gung ho, and not a Hacksaw Jim Duggan ho. No, it's a gung ho. There you go. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Now, Arn, for your part, the Brain Busters wrestled Strikeforce. I know we kind of led off the show with what was happening there, WrestleMania, Hogan, etc. But you guys were in a match. It went about 10 minutes, and in a rare treat, we're going to watch the entire match together, me and you. Because, listen, this is the only WrestleMania match that you got to participate in. So we're going to do it. So I want you to just kind of walk us through it. We're going to, you can chime in with your comments, insights as we watch this match together. Our first clip of the week is the longest, but buddy, this is what we owe you. This is our time together to watch your WrestleMania match with Strikeforce. Here we go. This tag team contest is scheduled for one fall. Coming down the aisle with their manager, Bobby the Brain Heathen, at a total combined weight of 485 You notice that? I do. Now, here come the strike force with theirs. Listen. Their opponents at a total combined weight of 478 pounds. Here are Rick Fortier and Tito Santana. Rick Force. Rick Martel leading the way, joining forces once again with Tito Santana. Strike force looking to put it all together once again. They're in for a rough afternoon. You know, I'll say this. I'm going to turn it down here a little bit. We'll get back to Gorilla and uh, and Jesse. But you said it, and I wanted to go back to it. Because you think about the pageantry, the spectacle of WrestleMania. But you guys stayed true to who you were. No music. And that's a hell of a walkway that you had to walk down there, too. That thing was no joke coming into that, that, that setting there. All business. All business. You know, the music was just one of those things by not having it, and most people did at that time. That alone made it 
made us a little different, you know? It did. I love the drastic difference in the two entrances. By the way, as we watch this, Arn, just for your knowledge and bringing it back to memory, this is Rick Martel's first match in eight months. Uh, he's coming back from an injury here, and it would be right here at, uh, at WrestleMania. He's a great babyface boy. You guys all four in the ring. Well, uh, when you have comments, just let me know. We'll mute it, and uh, but we'll listen to some of the commentary here as they uh, hit you guys with the double drop kicks. Well, and if you look at the timing, that was damn near exact. You know, yeah. Tito Tito was one of those guys that was an all around cowboy. He was just put him in any scenario, and he would excel. He was durable. He was dependable. Fantastic performer. Aren't as we watch this together, maybe take us. If you can remember back to this day, what was it like for your first WrestleMania arriving in Atlantic City? Was it different behind the scenes at a WrestleMania than maybe what it was at other live events? Oh, yeah. You could just tell the buildup on the days beforehand. There was a lot of media we had to do. And, you know, everywhere you went in Atlantic City was just covered with signs and posters and advertisements, you know, with every, I'd say within a, six or seven square block radius everything on every pole was wrestlemania and you could just tell it was something special something above board and something that was not an everyday just a packed house do you remember any things like uh pre-parties after parties anything that sticks out in your mind from from this well, big yeah. event here and it's going to sound a little lame but it, not really uh barry darso and his wife his wife is and my wife have been best friends going all the way back to the Crockett days. And they're still great friends today. And uh, so Teresa and Aaron got to run around during the course of the day and really have fun. It was, you know, in those days we had to leave them home so much of the time, but we actually had some spare time. We went to the, uh, to the Pointer Sisters con oh, concert. Nice which was, was pretty cool, uh, the four of us. And, you know, nobody bothered us. Everything was great. Uh, had a couple of nice dinners, and it was just, you know, some time that we normally wouldn't get to spend. Double figure four right here. Yeah, look at the people. Look at the audience. Yes, yeah, audience is big time into it. Both Strike Force members have you and Telly in figure fours. Bobby has a little bit of extra perm going on in his hair there, I noticed, for WrestleMania with his purple jacket on. Love Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, he was great. Referee Joey Morella. Fantastic referee. Gone from us way too soon. Absolutely. That's cool to hear, though, that you got to spend some time with your families. And this is 89 April. So was Brock born yet? Oh, no, no, no. Just uh, the oldest son, Barrett, was born. Okay. Uh, um, he would have been about, uh, he would have been, this was, what, what year was this? April 89. 89, okay. He would have been, he was born in 85. Okay, so November of 85, three or, three or so four. So he was three. He's three years old. He'll be four in a few months. Yep. Grandma, we flew up to to stay at the house and uh, watch him. There you go. Okay. So mama could have a night, you know, a weekend out. It was, it was really, because in those days, it may not sound like much, but we, you never got to see your wife. You were gone. All I betcha. All 24 days a month. We were gone on the road. You mentioned you hung out with Barry Darso, you and your wife, you guys went to see the pointer sisters. So what does Telly do in that situation? Is he doing his own thing or yeah. do you remember? Yeah. Okay. You know, you got to pick spots to where you're away from each other when you were on the road as much as we were, and together twenty. We were together twenty four days. Oh yes. So uh, now, listen. As I said, this is the first time that Martell has you know wrestled in eight months. So it's not like you guys were running house show loops with these guys prior to this match. So do you remember any pre match planning that you did with Strike Force going into this? We were just students of what everybody did. We knew what everybody did. We had a game plan. We were mostly going to show that coming back off of that layoff, that uh, they were a good team. They were polished. Uh, they had done their homework just as well, which we did in the early stages of the match. That dropkick series was, was almost flawless, and it's just because they were flawless workers. They really were. I bet at this point, though, you would never thought, hey, this is the one and only WrestleMania that I'll ever be a part of in my career. No, everything was going great at this point in time. You know, we were 
We were used well. Uh, this was our first WrestleMania. We didn't expect to be in the main event. You know, we were about halfway up the card or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, so it, everything was going as planned. The build was on. We're gonna we're gonna get to it in a couple of weeks because you know we all know that eventually you guys would take the tag team titles away from Demolition in that two out of three falls match. So you're definitely being positioned well uh, since you've been with the company and here with another big time match at WrestleMania. So look at look, Arn, you're going to the top rope, my friend. Now you've told me about this before. 50%, this was not good Fifty percent of the time, something bad's going to happen, and. This was one of those 50 percenters. <laughs> You're still O and 1 million when it comes to going to the top rope, buddy. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh. You take the slam off the top rope here. Oh, yeah. You told me you didn't even like to leave your feet jumping into a pool before, so I knew that wasn't going to be good. Yeah, well, hey, you make, you get cocky, you want to go up and be a hot dog, that's what happens. Uh, now, here's here's some of the story of the match. That's right. Tito's trying to tag. There was a collision earlier where he's where Martel's kind of pissed at Tito, even though it wasn't his fault. So you can just see, you can start to feel a little bit of a rumble. Wrestling fans are very, very smart. They can sense when something is amiss. Okay, he just went the... Look. If you, I'm gone. I'm out of here. And this is a big angle here at WrestleMania. This is the split, the demise of Strike Force, right in front of our eyes as part of WrestleMania. He's leaving. Rick oh, Martell's shit. out, leaving Tito all by himself. It's brilliantly done. Look at Tully Grannon. What an Look, asshole. There's Rene Goulet, I think, on the right Sergeant there. Rene Goulet of the French Foreign Legion. There he is. Okay, still now, the heat is legal tags. We're tagging in and out legally. Right. Nobody there, Tito. Sorry, bud. So this would be, he, Rick Martel was part of Can-Am Connection. He went on to do Strike Force, but then it would eventually be, once this happens, by 1989 and late, when he would, uh, he would then adopt that model gimmick, Rick the Model Martel. So that's yep. where that's all headed with him. What a handsome guy, man. Good Lord. It, it's, he pisses me off just looking at him. Yeah, I mean, another genius gimmick. For, there it is, the spine on the pine. Arn Anderson delivering that move at WrestleMania. When I bet you if we had the volume up, not one announcer knew what it was. Oh, what yeah. a maneuver. Well, I know Jesse just always came up with something <laughs> to describe it. There's Tully. He's shuffling and dancing and prancing around the ring. Throws Tito in. Well, it's a gallant effort, but one against two. Wow. Look out. Monkey flip dog. Teamwork. Blanchard able to hold on. And Chico I, Santana. I held him in the corner. You did. You couldn't see it. Yeah, he went for the monkey flip. I had a hold of the back of his tights. And that's what allowed him to, to do the header. So I don't know if you could see that from the angle. but uh, And then here we go, buddy. You have him up. The spike pile driver, referee staring right at it. We've made a big deal about this in the past, that this was supposed to be illegal, but, buddy, at WrestleMania Five, it's not illegal, and you guys pick up the win. I guess you get away with certain things. Let's listen shows. in to the big celebration. And that's it. It's over. There you go, the big win. And uh, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard get the victory at WrestleMania Five. man. Was it the best match on the card? Uh was a decent story. It, it kick-started those guys, their own separate angle, and allowed Martel to move on as a heel, with which he did a good job. The model, like you said earlier, you know, was a pretty good gimmick for him. He looked the part. He pulled it off, and uh, it was a great moment for Tully and I getting a win at WrestleMania Five. Well, listen, you know what? They made him the model, but Arn, there's something to be said. I don't think Vince was, was clearly not paying attention to your fashion sense when you were wrestling in JCP. I mean, we've watched you. You wore those pink polos, pop the collar, the white sunglasses, that platinum tan. I mean, that could have been Arn Anderson as the model. 
Yeah, I don't get it either. I'm, you know, I was a damn good looking man. <laughs> Nobody seemed to get that side of it. They were yeah. too busy worrying about the, the icy cold assassin. But, yeah, they Nobody, were. They were. They they were enamored with your promos, and they forgot about the sex appeal. Not once did I hear anybody say, "Well, that man's got some high model cheekbones," which I did. Oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> zero. Uh, lesson learned. He could have been the model, but he just stayed the enforcer. But he could have done it all. We talked about it. The spike pile driver, and uh, I was always executed behind the ref's back. This one was done front and freaking center, and the ref. And uh, that was good. But overall, this match was about as much the strike force splitting, strike force splitting up as the wrestling. But again, this is your WrestleMania match. The next time we see you at a mania, in a Mania ring, Arn, 13 years later at the Sky Dome, when you hit The Undertaker with arguably the most famous spinebuster of your career. How's that? It's number one on the list. It is. It, it, it is. was. It was. God, what a thrill to be in the ring with Undertaker was just surreal and mm. uh, such a pro, you know, in every sense of the word, possibly, probably the greatest gimmick there's ever been in the Absolutely. business. I don't know of any, anything that would top it. And what rounded him, rounded the whole thing out is he was such a professional, had so much respect from all the guys and uh, earned every bit of it. He was a performer. He was a guy that knew knew how to put a story together. He knew how to protect his gimmick. He knew how to protect his opponent. There's no, I mean, there's so many good things I could say about that guy. We probably would run out of time on the show. But uh, I, I bet by then they had a name for it. Oh, yeah. Right? I think they figured out what the name was by then, buddy. Yeah. So everybody benefited. Um to be on any WrestleMania is a privilege and an honor. Back in those days, it was not a gimme. Everybody in the territory was not on WrestleMania. You kind of had to earn a spot on WrestleMania, and the guys, maybe you hadn't got there yet like us. We hadn't, you know, by the time we wrestled this match, we weren't peaked. We hadn't peaked. You know, mm -hmm. we'd only been there a short time, and uh, to be on that show was not lost on us. What a privilege it was. There you go. And listen, buddy, we're 20-some minutes into this show, and this is just the first event we've covered in April. And we started with the peak at WrestleMania Five. so... Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Uh, we're going to move on because two days later, it's April 4th, and you guys completed a grueling day of television tapings at the Civic Center in Glen Falls, New York. In the last match of that day, it wouldn't air until May 6th. That's just how it was back then with TV. And you and Telly defeated Gene Ligon and Mark Brown, winning the match in just over two minutes with the spike pile driver, which was completed behind the referee's back. As we have learned, behind the referee's back is very... Hashtag on brand for you guys. And then the following day, WWF recorded even more TV. This time, the venue is the War Memorial in Syracuse for primetime wrestling tapings. You and Tully worked against Brick Bronski and Terry Daniels. Oh, got to remember those big-time matches with Brick and Terry. You won the match by pinfall following the Spike Piledriver. Then, after the two days of television tapings, in typical WWF fashion following WrestleMania, the crew flew across the pond and worked the next several days all over Italy. The research provided to me by the guys at historyofww.com does not include you or Telly in any of the results. Do you know, Arn, if you and Telly were on this tour? We're off. Okay. Which was really awesome because after we did the two TVs, we got to go home for a few days. That's awesome. And just kind of soak in the WrestleMania thing, you know. Uh, no, we were not on that tour. However, let me say that would have been one that I would have had no problem because in those days, the European tours were drawing 
and guys were making some serious scratch, serious coin. Yeah, there you go. I'd have been just fine. We're going to Europe, but you, you at that that point in your life, though, you know the money's strong, but also like you just said, you guys never got any time off. So it's like, which I which was is fine more with valuable, that too. You know, well, I was, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I was fine with that. I had a good week coming from. Uh, WrestleMania week, I knew that. I knew that was going to be a nice payoff. Do nice you remember pay your week. pay? Do you remember your pay for that WrestleMania match? If you don't uh, mind sharing, I'm just curious. You know what? What's crazy? I don't, but I know okay. it was. I know it was good. Okay, I'm sure it was, but I'm always and, curious. And for the, for that time, you know, and again, it was this was in the '80s. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Well, you guys would be back on April 8th. A previously recorded match would air on Wrestling Superstars. You and Tully won the enhancement match fairly quick, but fans were given a preview of who you guys would be working with all around the country on the house show loops coming up. (laughs) And oh my, man, we've got the clip. This aired on Wrestling Superstars, April 8th, 1989. Let's check it out together. facing only one individual like they did with Tito Santana against two such as the Bushwhackers <laughs> they're going to have problems with Luke and Bush Whoa! <laughs> the brain buses they think they're better than anybody else and they say they're machines that's right let's see what they're like when we put them through the Bushwhackers the rashing machines I think Tully Blanchard and Iron Anderson should not waste their great athletic ability on two characters like that. Oh, really? Well, I'll tell you what. Hey, McMahon, you got to admit something. What? After the huge victory in WrestleMania for the Brain Busters, now they definitely got to be considered top contenders for the Tag Team Championship. Wait a minute, Jeffy. Huge victory? I mean, come on. It's not as if they were facing two men. They were scheduled to take on Strike Force. It wound up with Santana one against two. Hey, McMahon, it doesn't matter. It goes down in the books as the Brain Busters over Strike Force. That's how it's going to read in Tony's office. Yes, I'll grant you that. And I take nothing away from the ability of the Brain Busters. Ooh, look at that. And it's reversing things. Look at that maneuver. That's why they call it tag team wrestling, McMahon. There was no tag there between the busters. Referee's back is turned. Scott Casey out of the Wow. This one's over. Yeah, well, the career of Omar Atlas could also be over after that. He learned our winners. The All right, buddy, here we go. It's time for your next feud, and it's with none other than the Bushwhackers. And we haven't spent a ton of time talking about the Bushwhackers, other than you admitted that being licked and all that was a little disturbing. But listen, I don't mean any disrespect to Luke and Butch, but listen, when you guys came to the WWF, I know you weren't hoping to get stuck or linked to all this gimmicky type stuff, because when they were the sheep herders prior to the WWF days, they were blood and guts, man. They were some fierce guys, but here they're characterized as more, you know, the lickable, goofy style wrestlers. What were your thoughts on all this and, and kind of them being up next for you and Tully? Well, it was, um, and you had to understand the times. You know, we had been given a pretty good shove to that point. Those guys, I would imagine, sold a lot of merchandise. Kids loved them. That style that they developed to match, uh, the licking of the head and and, uh, all that silly shit, it was was what Vince wanted. Comedy, yeah. Straight direction from Vince, what to do. Uh, win, lose, it didn't matter. Matter of fact, an interesting side note, during this little angle that we were working with those guys, one of them got hurt. I don't know how. Working with us and licking our head, how they must have got hurt. But he had to miss, you know, a, a couple of loops. So we wrestled him with one with the other. One would wrestle him one night, and I can't remember which one got hurt, but Luke or Butch. 
but they were they never they weren't there. They didn't come on the road. They were healing up. So it was one of him bushwhackers against two of us, one on the floor, and they beat us every night. Oh wow. When you would have thought, what a great opportunity with the Brain Busters got the momentum that they have exactly so far. Right. This is a great chance to pile it on. You got one guy legitimately out with an injury, manipulate the referees, cause some confusions. Add the and, heat. And screw them. Yeah, add the heat to you guys. Beat us every day. So and, and and if you if you ask if you'd have went in and asked the guy they would have looked at you like what are you talking about they would have, they, they didn't understand momentum they never understood that, that they brought us in and started us completely over getting yeah. over and we were over we were on the day we walked in the door we had just came off the damn run of of all time years as a horseman that's right. And instead of starting over and, and doing shit like this, man, imagine if they'd have, you know, put their foot on the pedal. Hell, let us leave the guy laying, stretch him out. That's right. Do do something to Made you even bigger assholes. Yeah. 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 But hey, but hey, you know, the fact is we went on, we had good matches with them, we tried to work to their style, we entertained the audience and uh we did what we were asked always because I've always said, I didn't know you could say no. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And it's such a big transition. Cause think about it. We're coming off of months with you and the rockers. I mean, that's Marty Gennetti, Shawn Michaels, exactly. you know, and now all of a sudden you go, you transition over to strike force. They're the bridge and right into this with a, a very unique skill set, to say the least, very di different dynamic, a comedy act. And no fault of their own. Like you said, that was the hand they were dealt, and they ran with it. But to your point, um, just a completely different change in direction for, for you guys. Well, and I, we love those guys. Uh, you know, it wasn't about that. But yeah. I've been happy to put them over any day of the week, twice on Sunday, twice on Saturday. wasn't about that. It's just business. Yeah, it's just the change in philosophy on booking the two of you and, you and Tully at this point is, is what stands out. Who stood to benefit the most if we would have went another way? Probably That's right. momentum is everything in this business. Well, we move on to the 15th of the month, and there's a promo with you and Tully and Bobby, and it aired on Superstars, and the three of you made your intentions very well known. And we have that promo, and we're going to check it out. You know, from day one, when the Brain Busters stepped into the World Wrestling Federation, they have become undefeated. They've walked over everybody that's been thrown at them. Now all we ask is give us our world championship match, and we'll prove ourselves. You know, Bobby, when you come in, we came in at the bottom. There was only one way to go, and that was up. And all you told us to do was win matches, and that's all we've done. Every night we go into that ring, one, two, three, our hands go up. Someday soon, it's going to happen. We view ourselves as businessmen. It was the greatest business transaction ever recorded being a part of the family we've earned our way we're going to continue to earn our way and along the lines bobby i promise you we're going to earn a ton of money like i said just be yourselves and this is almost like hey uh whoever's booking or writing creative whatever you're doing this is a reminder of how we started where we're going and what we're here to do i mean yeah yeah and they they had released you know they had released a little bit of the the chokehold they had on us as far as promos we had a little more input we we didn't have the time that what that I would liked, but yeah, but still the content was was, you know, all you can really do is complete one thought a piece, make sure that Bobby talked because he had the heat, and uh, we're off and running. It's very similar to what you delivered to in from Crockett in that it's business, money, and championships. Those are our priorities, and it always been for you and Tully Blanchard. And uh, listen, as I said, the promo doesn't exactly match the upcoming creative that you guys are put in with the Bushwhackers over nearly every night on this loop. But I do have one more promo. It's only 30 seconds, and this time the three of you do address uh, the Bushwhackers. This one was on Wrestling Challenge on April 23rd of 1989. You take these Bushwhackers. They lick each other's heads. They got the whole crowd doing stuff like this. They're completely unorthodox. I have two people here that are orthodox. 
well, orthodox in one manner, but we can be the baddest, nastiest, backstabbingest men in professional wrestling. We are the consummate team. The difference in the bushwhackers and us, they got no order of priorities. We only got one priority. That's the WWF tag belts. If you want to be on the notch on the resume, that's fine with us. So there it is, Nacho on the resume. So I, a few takeaways. Bobby's still one of the best ever. Tully never shied away from the mic. And you, sir, known for being able to take a thought and make it three minutes of intense believability, received a combined 60 seconds between both of these two promos that I just showed. Man, what would the harm be in giving the three of you more time to be able to create a unified, unrushed, believable message? I just, ah, they were just missing the boat with you guys. Well, they probably wanted us to get over, just not too over. Because you have a little more power, you have a little more say-so. Good point. Well, Arn, one week later, you guys are back in action on April 22nd, returning to a town you spent a lot of time in, and the place that shows its love by booing the likes of Santa Claus, and that's Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, only about an hour and 15 from, from my doorstep. 14,089 fans watched the Brainbusters work on the Hogan card, this time against the Bushwhackers. And it matched third from the top. You and Tully lost when you were pinned. <sighs> Let's all digest that, Arn Anderson fans. Okay. The following day from Philadelphia, you traveled to the Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto and a sellout 19,000 fans. You can't argue with how hot the WWF was back then. Uh, it's unbelievable. They watched a card that featured Hogan and Savage wrestling for the world title. This match uh, did not go on last, however. No, sir. It was the Bushwhackers taking on the Brainbusters in the final match of the evening. This time, the Bushwhackers defeated you and Tully when Tully mistakenly dove on top of you, Arn, and Butch took advantage of the air and pinned you for the win. I'm not liking this month so far, Arn, outside of the WrestleMania match, okay? It blows. <laughs> it does blow. Oh. Well, why do we have to relive this? I, guess I don't you know. Have, you have to understand the, 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 the bad to appreciate the good. There you go. I like it. That's a fairly creative way to ensure that the underdogs get the win in a match that many people may not have given the Bushwhackers a chance to win. And if you're the type of creative person who's always thinking about new business ideas or wondering, what's the next side hustle I should spin up? Well, here's a podcast recommendation for you. My first million. The host, Sean Perry and Sam Parr, have each built eight-figure businesses and sold them to Amazon and HubSpot. Each week, they brainstorm business ideas you can start tomorrow. These can be side hustles that make you a few grand a month, a big billion-dollar idea, and anything in between. One episode I loved was number 158, where Sam and Sean explain how to make millions by buying Michael Jordan's house and turning it into a museum. If you love any of our business content we do on the show, I think you'd love this episode. They also chat with founders, celebrities, and billionaires and get them to open up about business ideas they've never shared before. Like, check out their conversation with Rob Deerdick in episode 224, where you'll hear about a guy who has built a $400 million media empire who has been tracking every second of his day for the last decade. So make sure you check out My First Million. That's My First Million on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Arn, when we spoke about Canada previously, you said the differences between a place like Montreal and Toronto were palpable. Can you share with us some of your memories of working in Toronto, either as a talent or agent? Well, Toronto's like New York City without all that much traffic. But it's a, it's a renaissance city. It's... A, very diverse um, ethnicity is one of everybody. You know, it's a huge blend of, of folks up there. But it's it's a you know it's a upscale place. Uh, you wouldn't know the difference. You know, there's so many people speak English, and you know, it's just a just a blend of everybody. And it's uh, there are a lot of great places to eat. Some of the best, believe it or not, some of the best Chinese food you will ever eat is, huh. in, is uh, yeah, uh, Toronto. But it's it's kind of different. It's like a, it's an American city. It's a high, the only way I can say it is an upscale American city. Huh. 
Yeah, I've been a few times, and I love it. Love every time I've been there. Great city, great food. And uh, and the times I've been there, it was for great wrestling action. And they are a rabid fan. It's a rabid fan base. They love their pro wrestling. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I'm looking forward to when AEW finally makes its way north of the border and gets up there. I'm sure it's just a matter of time. So, And we will, for sure. Yeah. Well, listen, from one sellout to the next, the WWF crew flew from Toronto to New York City, the world's most famous arena, and you told us about it, quite possibly the dumpiest of arenas when it comes to trying to park and get around the city. But they had 16,000 fans come out that night on April 24th and watch you and Tully in a losing effort to the Bushwhackers. I'm really getting sick of this. Second from the top, the loss comes when Luke headbutts you in the midsection while you attempted a power sl- to power slam Butch. And Arn, you won't believe it, but we have a clip from this match. And yes, sir, we have Angry Anthony and his lordship, Alfred Hayes, on the call. You know who Angry Anthony is, right? I'm not sure. Who is oh, that? Oh, come on. Come on, Shivani. Here we go. Oh, yes. <laughs> Listen. That, that fits. Yeah, here we go. Listen to him. <laughs> Action, Arn. That was rotten, obviously, but did you see it. the fan reaction? Yeah, I know. You're right. Which is all that you take home with you. Yeah. Had they not reacted, then it would have been really been the shits. 
I mean, the paying audience was happy. Yeah, and that's our, that's our job. And, that, you know, the garden is not always real easy to get to elicit a reaction out of. So, you know, it's just uh, it was what it was. Well, Lauren, on this card, the main event of the, uh, this particular card that night was Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, and Macho would win by countout when Sherry jumped on Hogan's back and kept him from getting in the ring. And I bring this up, Lauren, because you worked closely with Sherry Martell during her days in WCW, specifically when she was with the Nature Boy. What a worker and a bump machine she was. But here she's with the Macho Man, and for me, they complemented each other so well, even though the package had always included Liz. What do you make of the Macho Man and Sherry pairing? For me, I just thought it was absolute gold, especially when they became the king and queen of WWF. Well, I love Sherry Martell. Anybody that's, that's a pro in this business respects and appreciates Sherry. She was, I mean, she was, she was a pro back in the day. I mean, she could work when the girls were just eye candy. She she would splash you off the top, drop an elbow on you off the top, slap the shit out of you. And a, what a real uh, lady she was, you know, when when not performing in the ring. She was a great friend to have. All the guys respected her, appreciated her, and uh, she was one of those unsung heroes that made that that tandem of her and Savage so oh, good yeah. because she was more vicious than Randy was. And she wasn't afraid to get in and mix it up with the, with the boys, man. You know? And get and get knocked on her ass for yeah. trouble. You know, she she was she welcomed ho. it. Yeah. She was gun ho, yeah. She was yeah. a real pro. And they were a hell of a package. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for your comments there. Arn, speaking of awesome pairings, do we have a partner for our listeners? This episode is brought to you by CarShield, who makes it easy and affordable to protect your car from expensive repairs. And that's just for starters. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. and offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plans cover more than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 or 150,000 miles on it. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic, and CarShield's administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with paperwork or headaches. You're taken care of. Some goes If something goes wrong with your car, it breaks down, you're stuck on the side of the road, they have plans as well that include coast-to-coast roadside assistance. You can't beat it. CarShield administrators are there for you with rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Get coverage today, and you'll lock in your price right now, and it will never go up. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising costs, which we're all seeing nowadays, of parts and repairs for your vehicle. So CarShield will help protect your wallet just as they've protected my wallet from expensive repairs, and they can do it for you. So go to carshield.com slash ARN to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash ARN. A deductible may apply. You know, if you live in this world, just to back up what you just said, you know, pre, you know, during this pandemic and all the things that, you know, the shortage of the microchips that go in the vehicles and shortage of the manufacturing, everything was shut down for so long. Your, uh, your, uh, your car, if you've got one, and I've got a BMW that I bought, Aaron New, it's about 15 years old, but it's got less than 100,000 miles. They're worth money. And if you want to sell them, hey, you know, you get a nice, you know, chuck of change. But if you're not and you're going to keep it, car shield's your way to go, man, because you might not have kept that car as long. But if you can put 200,000 miles on a, on a vehicle and get your money's worth out of it until right. those cars go back down to where they should be. If you go try to buy a new car now, man, you you look at the guy and he said, and the guy just said, well, this is what the sticker is, but we've got two people waiting that are willing to pay $10,000 more, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. Because we went through it. And and how, how about to be able to say, hey, listen, by the way, I had this thing protected by CarShield. You know? I mean, that's something you can say when you, got it, when you want to go sell it. So check it out, carshield.com slash Arn. They'll take care of you. Thank you, Arn, for chiming in on that. Great stuff. You bet. 
Listen, on April 24th, we continue WWF Recorded Wrestling Challenge, Primetime Wrestling, and an episode of Saturday night's main event that would air on May 27th. These tapings took place in Des Moines at the Veterans Auditorium. Arn, you and Telly did not wrestle for the syndicated television, but you did wrestle one of the most over acts in the company. Yes, the one that your buddy's a part of, the champs, Demolition. You and Telly picked up the win by DQ when a frustrated axe illegally entered the ring, and the four of you brawled until Joey Morella tried to break up the brawl. An axe pushed him to the canvas after the match. Both teams would brawl to the locker room. This is the second time you guys were able to wrestle Demolition, but this time it was on TV, buddy. Arn, when wrestling the top team in a top act like this, you said previously you and Telly treated them like the Road Warriors. This is TV, and more importantly, this is NBC, my friend. It's Dick Ebersol, and as Bruce taught, Bruce taught us, and the shirt says it, Dick was everywhere, available at boxagimmicks.com. This isn't a Bluetooth commercial. Serious business, though. This is a McMahon and Ebersol production where everything needs to be perfect. Can you share with our listeners about the sort of production versus production of Crockett or even syndicated TV? What was this like in comparison to previous tapings, considering all the big-time players? So we're talking Saturday Night Made That's event? correct. Yes, sir. Uh, in a league of its own. For some reason, I, I would have never dreamed Dick Ebersol knew who I was. But, brother, he was... At this point in time, he was right in the mix of pro football, WWE. I mean, man. he had—he was the man, right? NBC was the head knocker. And for him to come up, stick out his hand, hey, man, I'm so glad you guys are here. Loved you guys, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, to me, that is not, I am not lost on the fact that that's Dick Ebersol. Awesome. And that guy knows who I am. He knows my history. He says he's proud to have us on his show. And, you know, the production on it was just, WWF had great production, clarity, how clear it was. The The audio was so good, you know, every camera crisp. angles, everything crisp, you bet. Um, and this was at another little level, a little bit higher, and its own NBC. It's not on cable. Yeah. You were on network television on Saturday night. We were chomping at the bit to get on that show. Man, that's so everybody, cool. everybody would have seen it. Man, the just ratings, should... ratings were unheard of. All the grandmoms who, and grandpas who didn't even have cable, they're watching Arn Anderson on NBC. You all had NBC. Everybody had the tinfoil rabbit ears, and that came in, you know? That's yes, big sir. time, brother. That is big time. Yes. Yeah, that's so cool, too, that Ebersol, he came over to you and just shook your hand. I mean, that is awesome. Uh, floored me. Yeah, very cool. Listen, Arn, Athletic Greens, let's face it. This has been a stressful and taxing couple of days, and it always plays hell on the body when we start talking about these TV tapings. And there's no way that your body was performing at peak performance back in 1999. Just couldn't. But today, with our crazy schedules, you and I both benefit from AG1 by Athletic Greens. Arn, just one scoop, and it gives you 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals. I'm talking improving your gut health. I'm talking sleeping better, improving your focus. What's not to like? This is a slam dunk. You get better quality sleep and recovery. It costs less than 3 bucks a day. It's completely worth the investment. And it's received 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's one scoop and a cup of water every day. That cold ice water, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is also giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash ARN, A-R-N. You guys know the letters. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash ARN to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily insurance. There you go. Arn, as we keep going here, as we start to wrap up the month, uh, the next day from the sold-out Civic Auditorium in Omaha, Nebraska, 10,000 fans watched tapings of superstars in primetime. And in a match that aired on May 15th edition of primetime, you and Telly defeated Coco Beware, the Birdman, and the Blue Blazer when you pinned the Blue Blazer after the Spike Piledriver from Omaha. 
All right, here you go. Let's jump on that airplane. You're flying to Portland, Maine, where you guys would wrestle the Bushwhackers at the Civic Center. This is 3,543 people on the 27th. You move on to the 28th, 8,000 more fans at Providence, Rhode Island at the Civic Center. The headliner that night was Jake the Snake Roberts versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. You guys would be second from the top, uh, and you would lose your match to Luke and Butch. Just shaking my head. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. And the hits keep on coming. April 29th, you and Telly worked the Bushwhackers on the Hogan card at the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit that night. 15,000 fans watch the two of you lose the match to the Bushwhackers. And we close out the month of April on the 30th. 8,300 fans. They would come to the Richfield Coliseum where, once again, you and Telly were on the card. It would be Hulk Hogan's main card. And he's uh, he against Macho Man. Unfortunately, as before, you guys come up short against the Bushwhackers. Arn, I'm sick of reading that statement. Okay. Well, it's obvious. I mean, you can beat us. It just don't take long. The Bushwhackers were over, man. Just like we saw that Madison Square Garden clip. The fan, all the fans were were were, were, were doing the strut. Let me let me correct one thing because this is part of our terminology that most people don't understand the difference. They were popular. They were not over. Yeah, that's good. Because if you're over, you move to that top slot, and whoever your opponent is, you have that same 15,000, 14,000. It's a little tricky. Just by getting a great reaction doesn't mean that if you're the standalone main event, you're going to draw greatest support. Kids loved them over not so sure about that. Mm. Uh, thank but that's you for not a knock on those yeah. guys. It's just not a different, difference in terminology. They were popular. Very popular. The kids loved them. And kids were, loved them. They were doing exactly what was uh, asked by their boss, and the guy signs a check. They're so popular, they made the WWE Hall of Fame on their popularity. And they beat our ass every night. Every and they beat your hey, in April. They freaking just, they freaking beat you guys all the time. So listen, that's going to wrap up our coverage of April. Before you put your fist through the screen, and I say that you lost one more time. Uh, WrestleMania, you got the European tour. You're now working the loop with the Bushwhackers. Next week, we're going back to May 1989. We're going to watch at least part of the Saturday night's main event match with Demolition and the match with Coco and the Blazer that we talked about that was uh, set up for May TV shows. It's going to be a great time, Arn. I'm looking forward to it, man. Well, and you know, every night, just a side note, <laughs> if you think it's tough being me, then I had to get in the rent a car every night and drive to the next town or whatever we're doing with Tully going, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Oh, I bet. Was he usually the one that was the first one to say it? That is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he, he, he would vent, I would drive, he would vent, I would drive. So, Oh, that's good. I love it. Thank you for taking us behind the curtain. This is what we're here for, man. We want to hear those stories. If, if yeah, and if you knew Tully and you know Tully, it's not a stretch. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, good shit. Listen, Arn, this has been a lot of fun reliving it. We're going to jump into May uh, next week, and uh, we appreciate it, but we're getting there, man. I'm telling you, the months are coming quick where you guys are going to get your just due, and you're going to have those tag strap. It's coming, man, and I can't wait to cover it. Here's a one little uh, advice. Every now and then I like to give tidbits. April would have been tax time. Pay your quarterlies out there, youngins in the business. Do not hesitate to pay, overpay, because you do not want to get behind with the tax man. There you go. And that, my friends, was free from Arn Anderson. It's a freebie. On behalf of the founder of the Four Horsemen, the WWE Hall of Famer, Arn Anderson, this is Paul Bromwell. We'll see you right back here next week on Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, 
It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.